0: the co-owner of O'Connor Communications, and this is the Lake Forest Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I also live in Lake Forest. I'm joined today with my co-host, Scoo Walker. Scoo, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Pete. How are you? Happy oh. fourth, fourth of or Independence Day, I was told. Yeah. Not Fourth of well, July. It's the fifth. Well, it's the fifth. You say if you have a fifth on the fourth, I forget how that goes. Hey, we got a sponsor for the show, neuro Neuronoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, your kids get a physical every year, right? We'll include a brain map so you have a baseline compared compare it to in case something happens. It takes only 20 minutes to get the data you need to know if your athlete should get back on the field. Neuronoodle.com. One of the things we like to do here on the Lake Forest podcast is, is give some small business love to our local businesses in Lake Forest. And we're joined today by Linda O'Connor. She's a co-owner of O'Connor PR. Let's chat with Linda and find out how to get a book published. What do you say, Scoo? Linda, sure. thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Okay, Linda, tell us about O'Connor PR. How'd you come up with the name?
0: What's well, O'Connor Communications and obviously our name's, my name's Linda O'Connor and Jim O'Connor is my husband, so it was a natural.
1: Okay. all right, <laughs> you know just I'm just trying to be smart ass that on post So you're the, you're the PR side of things and uh, I see Jim's wrote, written a couple books. Can you tell us how you guys got started, Matt, about the business?
0: Okay, excellent. We did PR for a long time before we specialized in books. And we had all kinds of uh, clients, you know, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs. Then Jim wrote a book. Uh, his first book was uh, called Cuss Control, the complete book on how to curb your cursing. And the media, I know, I know, it's it's hard, it's hard for you to do, but uh, I don't know about school, but um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, <so> <laughs> ever. The media went crazy for this book. I mean, we had like. Jim had six interviews before eight o'clock in the morning. It was crazy. Oh. And that lasted years and years because at that time, everybody was swearing. There was sort of a trend, you know, like on television and radio, people started swearing. Prior right. to that, it wasn't even a lot of airwaves. You couldn't swear. So things changed. But we thought it was a loss of civility and that we thought that swearing was like the dumbing down of America. So Jim wrote a book about how to control your swearing and when you can do it and when you can't. So the media went crazy over that book. So we decided to specialize in authors and in books in general, because we had had a, in, in, in PR in a way, we were a small PR firm. You know, there's just two of us, plus we have freelancers and helpers when, when we need we need them. It, you know, the media like trends, they like something new. And if you write a book and you want to get published, the best thing to do was write something unique, something that has never been done before. And so in the swearing book, it had never been done before. So we decided to contact an agent in New York and that agent happened that day to go by a, a store in New York and she saw all these t-shirts with the worst swear words you could possibly imagine. And she was offended. So luckily the day that we sent her the you know, the idea about publishing a book, she was an agent, a literary agent in New York. And so that day she happened to have of the store with swear words and she loved the book because the timing was right. And in a way, if you wanna pu- publish your book, timing isn't very important. So that worked for us. So that's important when you when you write a book, when you request that it be published. So there's a, a lot of factors in publishing a book and promoting a book. So timing always always is important.
1: Got it, speaking of timing, when did you guys start the business?
0: We started the book of uh, the business in 1998. Right? So the
1: internet was just getting going, right?
0: Yeah. Did you
1: notice things going to digital, PDFs, Kindles? What, what have you witnessed along the way?
0: The witness was a total disruption of how PR was done in the past. This PR used to be done. It was much easier in the old days because what you, you set a press release out by mail, snail mail, the media yeah. got it. Now it's like you've got to take so much time. Now there's a thousand things you've got to do in order to promote a book or even get it noticed. So in a way, it's much, much harder. And, and in another way, it's easier because you have more options in how to promote a book.
1: Linda, did I see you, were you about to say crap <laughs> it wasn't me. That was <laughs> well, I that on what post because you, you there's more choices. there's more distribution channels to get out there. Would you ever use an aggregator like uh, what used to be called PR Newswire. now it's called scission, something like that or
0: all the time. PR Newswire has changed because in the old days, maybe like 15, 12 years ago, you sent out a, a press release on the PR Newswire. It went to everybody you wanted it to go to. It went to the editor of, let's say, uh, a magazine. It went to the, the right people. Now, and then you got you got pickup. We used to send out a press release, and within five minutes, we had 100 uh, media requests. Now you send out a, a, a press release on PR Newswire, and you don't get any. All you get is your press release appearing on a website, let's say, of, of the different news media, but it doesn't go to the proper people, it goes just to the website. So you don't get pickup. You've got to be more creative. So you've got to, rather than PR Newswire, which I would, would still use, but you've got to contact the individual reporters, the individual producers of a television show or a radio show. It's not a blanket, it doesn't work. Uh, media are inundated with requests. Well, it takes a lot more work. And, and you need a staff of 150 just to contact all the people you have to. So, but the media do like, you to cannot contact them individually, but there's, but there's, since there's more media people, it's harder.
1: You're using PR Newswire or Scission to get all the contacts that you have to reach out to individually. Like you, you just said, that could that take a while, huh?
0: It's even more complicated than that. They don't want a press release. Let's say the individual producers or the individual editors, no, they want to, like, Dear dear Bobby instead of Dear Producer. So you've got to really be targeted when you contact someone. And you've got to do it unique because each magazine targets different people. Let's say you're not going to send, a, say, a request to someone in the sports arena with a book about a self-help book. I mean, so it's really, really targeted and takes a lot of time. So you've yeah, got to find. Yeah. A, you've got to be very creative, and, and it's it, it's good. It's more challenging, but eventually you will get you'll get responses.
1: When I, did when did Jim's book come out?
0: Two thousand. His first book came out in two thousand one, about swearing.
1: And, and the second wrote,
0: one. the second one, he wrote a, a novel about. It was a novel about a home organizer. When again, the home organizing trend was just getting started. But because Jim was the first, he got on every show. He got on Good Morning America. He got on uh, Oprah. You got to hit the timing again has to be right. You can't be late. You, you've got to be the early pioneer in, in the trend.
1: It's almost like you got to get the right title of the book first, then the headline, and then put some content in there, huh? Well, Unfortunately, to- like social social media, that's that's how people get their, their news. They read two lines of text and they form the narrative, right?
0: Yeah. If if you happen to spend all your time on social media, I mean people that are working, they don't have really that much time to do social media. And now that we now the jobs are coming back, it's gonna reverse, I think. Maybe you gotta go back to the beginning because social media is for people who aren't working. We're gonna have to see what replaces social media. I mean it's always it's always new. And so you've got to keep up. Yeah, you've got to be really ahead
1: of the trend. Well, speaking of the new, that second book, do you remember the year his second book came out in organizing? Around
0: 2000, probably eight or something
1: like that. Okay, good. Because the difference between 2001 and 2008, Kindle came in somewhere around there. The iPhone came out 2008-ish, somewhere around there. What did you notice there and get distributing the, the, the content? And, well, specifically Kindle, you can have electronic book versus, you know, a physical, getting it out there and getting a percentage paying the cut to Amazon or whoever. Did you notice anything different on that second book compared to the first book on distribution?
0: Well, oddly enough, yeah. So, so we did, Jim did a gym that it was a, a, yeah, a Kindle as well, but now- Last year and the year before, the books that are selling, again, are hardcover. More hardcover sold than the Kindle. So you, it, it's just week by week, month to month. And you can almost find things out. Publishers Weekly, which is a magazine for publishers. They have sort of a list as to what's selling and what's not selling. But, but the Kindle went down. It's gone down. And now people are back to hardcover reading. It.
1: For the so the tangible aspect yeah. of it
0: uh, people reading a book physical book rather than a kindle because more
1: of Come them... on jim pop in here jim how you doing p jansen school walker
0: you have to ask yourself who's going to read my book who's it for who's the audience, who's the audience? I, how do i reach that audience write a book say, oh, it's, it's for everybody it's for everybody in my novels, it's for everybody but it's, it's more focused on before you do anything should really say, who's my audience? Because you can have a great topic and an audience is five people. Isn't that going to work? So you've got to have the mo. you got when you write a book, because when you write a book, you can sort of adjust it to who your audience is at that time. So in other words, you've got to right. think ahead. You've really got to think ahead. A strategy before you write, you write it differently.
1: What's the process where you pitch a publisher... Like, say, New York, you have an agent. You give the headline topic, a few pages. How does that work to figure if they're going to buy it or not?
0: So before, like, right now, I'm, I'm pitching uh, a book, which this is interesting. This book is hot. This book is about, it's a memoir by Michael Kutza. And Michael is, he actually invented in America the film festival. But Michael was the founder and director of the Chicago International Film Festival. And there was never any film festival in America before Michael Kuzov. There was one in Canada, and there was one in Cannes, you know, in France. That was the first. And in Montreal, and they have this big film festival. So Michael started when he was 22 years old, the film festival in America. Okay, I thought this was gonna be a shoe-win, in easy sell. And it's turned out to be a very hard sell. Because it's sort of a, it's a Midwest thing, the Chicago International Film Festival, and it's sort of an, a niche, movies and the film festival. So sometimes when you think something's easy, it's not. But see, Jim's book about swearing. It was more of a universal problem. The way you would pitch a more local Midwest topic would be different than the way you pitch a national. Because swearing is as, as an international problem. They swear at every country in Tanzania and in Chicago they're swearing and you know what they love to swear people love to swear just different language but anyway Jim, Jim had his shit left how everybody you know they use shit for all the different occasions you know whether uh, the ship had, <laughs> like can use it for like 150 ways you know, like yeah.
1: like describing this podcast
0: feel like shit, you look like shit, I can't hear shit. You know, shit. Jim, you know what the bottom line in a way is? Make people laugh. Because if someone picks up a book, they're going to want to be entertained. And even if you write a serious book, they still want to be entertained. You've got to make everything... Think of the audience. They, they want to laugh, they want to be entertained. Because you're competing with a million books that are out there. I think I heard that a million books a year are published. So all these little things they count when you're writing a book or when you're promoting a book even the way you promote a book entertain people make them want to pick it up and read it you had mentioned Linda that it's back in the day it was a lot easier promoting and all that what challenges do you see versus 10 12 years ago today with the internet and all that and then number 2 do you, what any secret sauce that O'Connor communications has that draws people in to use you guys oh yeah we you know, because of decision, on decision, and we pay a lot of money, like $3,000 a year just to get a database, a list of all the media in the country. And a lot of people don't have that. I mean, the small agencies might not want to pay $3,000 a year for that database. The big agencies, they have every possible, they have a lot of people that work there. They might charge a client 20000 a month promote anything but we charge a lot less but it does cost money the difficult part about promoting a book now is the time because there's so many options there's so many different outlets we have to contact and then also the author has to have more time to promote a book you know he's got to be on podcasts radio shows television shows and if he has a job a regular job it's pretty hard to fit everything in so in a way, if an author has to re- dedicate a lot of time, in a way, maybe just quit his job and, and promote his book. And and uh, it's it's very rewarding. And, and I'll say one thing, any author that promotes a book, he will have a time of his life. He'll be have so much fun waking up in the morning saying, where am I gonna be today? What television show am I gonna be on? You know, what fun can I have? And any author who's had, you know, who's promoted a book from us, they've had a blast, probably the time of their life being on television, in the media. It's fun, but it's a lot of work and they have to realize, they have to dedicate their time to promoting their book.
1: We've had a couple authors on here. We, we've had David Sweet, we've had Jim Campbell, and they, they told us a little bit about their experiences. How would an up and comer that wants to get to their level how would they start with you? Do you screen them out or whoever pays up front first?
0: Someone wanted wanted PR from us. It was a guy who takes someone, I would like to take someone like Jim Campbell, who was our client. You know, I mean the Jim Campbell from, from uh
1: Jim, wait, Jim's your client? Hold on now.
0: Jim from Wisconsin?
1: Uh so, Jim, he did the Madoff Talks book. He did what? Uh, madoff talks oh no the bernie madoff book
0: oh no there's another jim campbell
1: another jim campbell okay
0: and jim campbell of madoff well anything with madoff see if you have a celebrity book it will sell bernie madoff was a celebrity if you have anyone who's got a household name or even a product like maybe you want to promote uh a new product that will revolution that will make you beautiful when you're 90 years old. I mean, something unique.
1: But uh, here, I got one. Arthur Miller, our uh, our history expert uh, for Lake Forest, who comes on the show once a week. He's an author. He's got a couple books out.
0: The most the easiest way to promote a book if a client has some a celebrity name. That goes a long way because the media loves celebrity if the media if, if the if the author's entertaining and it can make you laugh and he can he has some no, new information that's a I'd take that person because it'd be fun to work with and he has something unique so yeah, yeah.
1: sort of like school walker.
0: <laughs> Stu walker I could use I could use my real name that has celebrity names you kind of yeah. <laughs> well you know what else Walker if, if you're charismatic, that will help sell a book too. If you're good looking, I hate to say it, but if you're good looking, that helps. If you're good with the media, it all helps. If you're a dud, if you're a dud, if you got a great book with a great topic, but you're like yeah. the personality of a stone, it won't work. School and you would be great because you're, you're energetic and, and uh, charismatic. It all matters.
1: You hear that, Scoo? We're energetic. Which one's energetic and which one's charismatic? Anyway, we can so answer so that fun. later. You got me a good looking. That's when I stopped listening.
0: <laughs> You've got to follow up no matter what you do. Sending out a press release isn't enough. You've got to keep following up until the media respond to you. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for the PR person it's and, a, and for the author. Because he's got to be available morning, noon, and night. School, I'm sure, stays up till like four in the morning. Working, don't uh, you school? So you're uh, you're available. I'm always working. I know. Even when I'm sleeping, I'm working. And I, I'm sure too, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the phone is by your ear, and you're all dressed, even when you go to sleep. You're 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 uh, available even in your pajamas to be twenty-four your, seven.
1: Every 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 media picture you'll see, I have the same shirt on. I'm ready. I know
0: you're in your pajamas. You probably got your uh, pajamas, cute ones that
1: you're available for the media. Well, it's too too warm for the footies.
0: So so Linda, so so somebody's out there looking to write a book or is in the process of. How do they get that going? They reach out to you or to Jim and get them all rolling. PR wise, or how, how does they, someone get that going? They can call us morning for tonight because we are available at or Our phone number is 847 615 5462. And our email, well, you really, you really want that right now? It's kind of hard to remember, but it's Linda O at o'connorpr.com with an OR, Linda O at o'connorpr.com. And You know well, what'll
1: we'll, we'll have everything in the podcast notes. We'll have the links to your sites and, and whatnot. No, definitely.
0: And, and you know what? something is important. We love our clients. we We really value them and we we end up being good friends with all of our clients because we, we're really interested. I mean, we really care about them and we're a small company. and again, we're available all the time. And sometimes people work with someone from India. And I mean that wouldn't work promoting a book or promoting anything. You've got to be available to your to your uh, client.
1: It's definitely hard to uh, deal with somebody from Cleveland. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and and multiple times by a hundred, and try to deal with someone from Iceland. It's pretty hard.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. What else do we miss, Linda? How How else can we help you out? You're you're local, right? Lake Forest, sure, Lake, Lake Bluff. Forest. Where
0: we we've been here for twenty about twenty. Six years in Lake Forest, we love our business, and we we can meet with anyone in Lake Forest or anyone in Chicago. So local's good, but we have clients everywhere in the country that we've never met, and it doesn't matter with with you know Zoom and uh, the phone. Yeah. So, Linda, well, when do, when does do someone contact you when the book's complete, or they're thinking about it, or they're part way through it? I think they should contact us before they start it. Okay you know what they might even slant the book differently when they know you know the best way to, to reach an audience so we can we can maintain a relationship when, when they're before they start the book during after so it's kind of a, a constant thing yeah and even after even five years later ten years later we're still helping them and we'll, we don't even charge after a certain time we do everything free what? yeah because we want to help our
1: that's, that's the secret thought. <laughs> oh man free
0: free a lot of we actually yeah because we want to the more we succeed with the book the better they do the better we do because that's you know right. things things word of mouth if you have a bad relationship <laughs> or a bad experience you'll say you'll say don't deal with that person or if you a good experience yeah it's word of mouth
1: I mean, it's it's really sales, right? You can sell anything to anybody wants but if you screw them over, ah, dang it, tip jar, they'll never. You won't get any referrals, right? That's
0: the name of the game. Referrals. Yeah. So I will be happy to tell people about you guys, and I have. We'll talk later, and I have a lot of ideas for you who you can have on the podcast.
1: Well, thanks for listening to D Lake Forest podcast. Please give us five stars on the Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and I can be reached at Pete at All the links that we talked about will be in the notes below. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker, we thank you for listening. And if you really, really like us, You can buy us a beer. The link will be in the notes below. And Scoo, uh, please get rid of that White Sox trophy. It's gathering a lot of dust. Cue the band.